Welcome to the mystical world of Catholicism. I'm your host, Lainey Solis, and in this podcast, we'll delve into the mystics of the Catholic Church, such as St. Padre Pio and St. Teresa of Avila. We will dive into the practices and experiences of those who have sought a deeper connection with God through prayer and contemplation. We will also examine the role of mysticism in modern Catholicism and how it can inform our own spiritual journeys. Join me as we discover the beauty and depth of mysticism in the Catholic faith. Hello friends, welcome to this week's podcast. Today we will begin St. Faustina's diary. If you have never read her diary, you are in for a real treat and her words hit straight to the heart. Since we don't have all the time in the world, these podcasts where we are covering writings of the mystics will be in a sort of summary format, but I'm going to try and squeeze in as much as possible because it's just too good. I will share a summary of what I've read so far, some quotes from it along the way that I feel are very inspiring or maybe sparked a thought, and I will share those thoughts with you to try and get you thinking about how you could apply this to your own life or what you could learn from St. Faustina. So to start us off, St. Faustina opens her diary with a beautiful prayer that I would like to kick this episode off with. So if you would please join me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh my God, when I look into the future, I am frightened. But why plunge into the future? Only the present moment is precious to me, as the future may never enter my soul at all. It is no longer in my power to change, correct, or add to the past, for neither sages nor prophets could do that. And so, what the past has embraced, I must entrust to God. O present moment, you belong to me, whole and entire. I desire to use you as best I can. And although I am weak and small, you grant me the grace of your omnipotence. And so, trusting in your mercy, I walk through life like a little child, offering you each day this heart, burning with love for your greater glory. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, God and souls, King of mercy, guide my soul. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. At the time of reading this prayer initially, it really hit my heart. Lately, I've been very aware of my own mortality, this feeling of knowing that I don't have all the time in the world, that my time is borrowed, and it has led me to do better about things like being in the present moment, to make the current moment right in front of me matter. This hyper-awareness has also made me evaluate how I spend my time. Do I spend it glorifying God or on things that truly matter? Or do I waste a large chunk of time on social media, scrolling aimlessly, or any other thing that doesn't matter? It's also made me think more deeply and seek to know what God's will is for me. I would like you to listen to these words of St. Faustina on God's will. She says, 
Your holy will is the life of my soul. I have received this order through him who is for me, your representative here on earth, who interprets your holy will to me, Jesus. You see how difficult it is for me to write, how unable I am to put down clearly what I experience in my soul. O oh God, can a pen write down that for which many a time there are no words? But you give the order to write, O oh God. That is enough for me. I am truly in awe of her almost seemingly reckless abandon in following God. St. Faustina was not very well educated and struggles with writing. She feels that her words will be insufficient, but she writes anyway because God has asked her to. God has asked of her to be obedient, to trust that he knows best. And as we keep reading and going through her diary, he is absolutely correct. Her words are more than sufficient. So before we keep going, St. Faustina's diary is written just like a diary would be. It is time-stamped and there are no chapters so i will have to just find the best places that seem fitting to pause as we go through this series so we begin with her on august 1st 1925 in warsaw she shares that she knew at the young age of only seven that she experienced a hundred percent no doubt about it call to the religious life but it wasn't initially obedient in this calling because she didn't have anyone in her life that supported her or could explain to her what she was feeling meant or how to even begin to pursue this calling. At 18, she requested permission from her parents, but they outright refused her. With a lack of approval or support, she tried to drown out this calling by consuming her time with vain things, like going out dancing with friends, or partying, as we now would say. No matter how much her soul was in anguish, she stifled it with other amusement. She recalls, Interiorly, I shunned God, turning with all my heart to creatures. However, God's grace won out in my soul. For it was precisely at one of these dances that she was attending with one of her sisters that all of a sudden she saw a vision of Jesus, and it seemed like they were the only ones there in utter silence. She says, As I began to dance, I suddenly saw Jesus at my side. Jesus racked with pain, stripped of his clothing, all covered with wounds, who spoke these words to me. How long shall I put up with you, and how long will you keep putting me off? To avoid explaining to anyone with her what was happening, she feigned a headache and eventually skipped out on her sister and friends and went to the cathedral of St. Stanislaw Kostka. When she got there, she fell prostrate before the Blessed Sacrament and begged God to help her understand. She then heard, Go at once to Warsaw. You will enter a convent there. She immediately got up from prayer, went home, said goodbye to her family, and left with only one dress and, noth and nothing else with her. When I was reading this part of her diary, I immediately thought of Matthew chapter 4, verses 19 to 22. 
where these fishermen leave and follow Jesus immediately when asked to follow him. And it made me question, how often do I drop whatever path I think I'm supposed to be following, or maybe refusing to follow the path God wants me on, and follow Jesus to where he is leading me? Do I even know his will enough to recognize it? So, when Faustina makes it to Warsaw, she isn't even sure where to go, and she has this fear start to rise up within her. She was on her own, with no one, alone, and didn't know what to do. So what do you think she does? She asks for intercession. So I said to the Mother of God, Mary, lead me, guide me. Immediately I heard these words within me telling me to leave the town and go to a certain nearby village where I would find a safe lodging for the night. I did so and found, in fact, that everything was just as the mother God of God told me. Ask and you shall receive, right? How often do we turn to God in moments when we need help, answers, direction, or to Mary? Probably not often enough. When we live in a world where most things can be Googled for an answer, but not for St. Faustina. In every moment she is unsure, you will see that she turns to God. The next day she goes to a church and begins to pray to come to know God's will more deeply. She stays there praying almost all day, as she describes that as she is praying, holy masses were being celebrated one after another. It was during one of these masses that she heard, Go to that priest, Father James Dabrowski, pastor of St. James Parish, and tell him everything. He will tell you what to do next. Again, how often do we run to God in this way? I feel this desire, as I'm sure many of you do, to know God's will more deeply. And prayer is absolutely key. So Faustina is obedient and tells the priest all she has experienced. The priest tells her to have confidence that God will provide for her future, and in the meantime, he has her stay with a woman named Aldana, who is described as kind and pious. During her stay, she was looking for a convent, but everywhere turned her away, until one day she knocked on the door of the congregation of the Sisters of Our Lady of Mercy. When she meets with Mother Superior, who will be known as General Michael, Mother Superior tells her to go to the Lord of the house and ask if he accepts her. So Faustina goes to the chapel and asks the Lord if he accepts her, and she immediately hears a voice tell her, I do accept you. You are in my heart. She returns and tells Mother Superior, and she responds, If the Lord has accepted, then I will also accept. Just wanted to pause here for one moment. It's interesting to me that Mother Superior asks her to go to the Lord and ask if he accepts her. Because either one of two things, either Mother Superior truly believes that God will respond, or this is she's testing her to see if in her heart this is truly what she desires. 
And I think it's beautiful how she responds to Faustina in saying, if the Lord has accepted, then I will also accept. I feel this is true of how we should also respond to people who desire to get to know God or who desire to come into the church. How accepting are we of people who desire to get to know God or want to come into the Catholic Church? I truly feel that we should respond with, if the Lord has accepted, then I also will accept. So before entering the convent, she stayed with Aldana for more than a year. And during this time, she struggled with many things throughout that year. But even though she faces difficulties, Faustina said God was lavish with graces and that she sensed that she had a heart so big that nothing could be capable of filling it. And so she turned with all the longing of her soul to God. She explained that on the octave of Corpus Christi in 1925, she came to have a deeper knowledge of God and his supreme goodness and beauty and how eternal his love is for her. She made from her heart a vow of perpetual chastity to God, and in that moment she felt a greater intimacy with God, her spouse. From that moment, she set up a little cell in her heart where she always kept company with Jesus. St. Faustina's words really strike the heart. She writes so beautifully of this moment. And this, this is the kind of intimacy I desire, to have my own cell of my heart for Jesus. What Faustina shows me here is that there is no limitation to God's love for us, and that he desires to be in our hearts always, to have his own place there. All we need to do is open our hearts for him to make room for him to have a little cell in our hearts where he can always keep us company. It is also interesting to me that she uses the word cell as if she has locked him away and that she will not let him go like a prisoner. And man, if Christ is a prisoner, he is the most willing prisoner to ever exist. Not only did he go willingly to the cross, but he will always go willingly into our hearts. We just have to unlock the prison walls we have built up around our hearts. So my question to you, what is keeping your heart locked away from God? What prison walls do you have up that are keeping God out? And how can we open the lock to our heart? So that we can let Christ in. All right, so that's it for today's episode. I truly appreciate you being here and listening, and I hope that you are getting something out of these episodes. And if you are, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends, family, cousins, whoever. Um, I would love to get the word out. And if you would also prayerfully consider supporting me through patreon i would greatly appreciate it i'm currently trying to upgrade the setup 
so that y'all have a better listening experience. So if that's something that you would like to consider, you could check that out over at patreon.com slash mystical world of Catholicism. You can get things like exclusive stickers or exclusive access to extra episodes because not all of these episodes will be available to everyone. So I would love for you to check that out. And if you'd like to hang out with me for a little bit longer, I'm going to be praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet right after this. If not, thank you for being here, and I will see you next time. Okay, so if you're still here, uh, let's begin the Divine Mercy Chaplet. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have
have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for praying with me, and I will see you all next time. May the peace and light of Christ be with you always.